Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got a very, very special guest. He is a world champs medalist, three-time NCAA individual champion, and now Speedo athlete. Today, we are talking to Andrew Selizkar. Let's go. What's up, Coleman? excited to sit down and chat with you today uh we got to start with with your big news you are now officially a speedo athlete part of the speedo family um i mean tell me about what went into this decision for you how it feels and and what it's like to to be to have an official suit sponsor dude it's uh it's awesome like um you know speedo is kind of the one suit that i've been wearing since i was like eight, six, you know, when I first started swimming on uh, summer league teams back in Virginia. So, um, you know, to be able to kind of work something out with them and to be able to join that family is, is super exciting. And, uh, you know, just kind of gives me more confidence and support heading into this summer where I can kind of wear my favorite suit and, um, you know, be a part of that suit's family. So yeah, super excited. Um, and like I said, just like super stoked on it. Like can't be more excited about it. Yeah. I mean, you, you've, so you've been wearing speedo primarily, you know, pretty much your entire career. Do you, yeah. do you know when you broke your first like big national age group record? I don't know. I think it was probably, it was in like a hundred breast. I think, uh, okay. I was like 16 or 15 at, uh, we were in Austin for short course nationals with nation's capital. And so, okay. you know, our club team was always speedo. I think I was rocking, uh, back in the day it was called like the uh basically it's a iteration of the intent but uh mm. yeah i think that was probably back in like 2014 and uh just uh was kind of surprised with the time i mean i remember that swim it was like prelims 100 breasts i probably finished like top 15 but at the time i was really psyched uh to be going 54 you know yeah that's <laughs> that's awesome but <clears throat> just shows you've been you've been breaking records in speedo for you know seven eight years now which is which is awesome totally. uh, you've got you've got you've already got history with that suit exactly yeah um and so then you, you uh i love asking about the photo shoots you did you did yours was it in mission or in socal while you were on that trip no it was actually um it wasn't too long ago i mean it was less than a week ago at this point oh wow um <laughs> But it was up here in uh, Northern California at a local pool. Uh, super fun. We shot with uh, Becca and, you know, I had never done something like that. So for me, it was kind of a learning experience. Like, okay, I got to like pose and do all this stuff. But uh, yeah, a ton of fun. Definitely got sunburnt on that shoot as well. But uh, it was cool. I don't, I don't think people realize how, how long something like that takes. I know Cody, Cody just vlogged about his Speedo shoot but you know, it's like, that's a 10 minute video. And so like, yeah. how, was, was it like a full day for you? Not so much. Um, you know, luckily for me, it was, I was the only one there. I wasn't, uh, at one of the big shoots with all the other athletes, but, um, you know, it definitely took a couple hours putting on different suits. Uh, I got a sneak peek of, you know, the USA team USA gear, the Federation suits, uh, which I was super psyched about. I mean, they, I, you know, can't 
show any pictures of it or anything, but uh, definitely looks sick. Um, but it was cool. I mean, just being able to try on all the gear, you know, kind of just have fun in the sun. Basically showed up, just swam a couple laps and uh, came back, you know. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then, I mean, you were you were on the Cal team with, with, with all those guys, your teammates with them there. Uh, in ISL and the LA Current, you know, you have your teammates with a lot of those Cal guys. And now you are, again, teammates with, you know, Nathan Adrian, Ryan Murphy, uh, Ka- Kathleen Baker, Abby Weitzel um, mm-hmm. on this Team Speedo. Uh, so it seems like you... you the, the cow just really stays yeah, together. Totally. Yeah. We, uh, definitely work well together and, um, yeah, it's cool to kind of have that group sort of transcend like the college team. It's become, uh, you know, a big part of LA current, uh, obviously they're all on speedo. So yeah, I mean, it's people I know. I mean, I was in the dorms with Kathleen and Abby at, at Cal, you know, it's kind of just, uh, you know, one happy family. So definitely psyched to be a part of that group and it totally makes travel and everything easy too, because we kind of just roll deep to mission Viejo or whatever meet we're going to. There's always a big Cal contingent there, which is great. Yeah, that is great. And, and I think it's worth saying, I don't know if we've talked about this on any other podcast, but in mission Viejo there, there were not um, spectators um, and the athletes were in the stands and the Cal crew made that meet like they brought the energy to that meet. Yeah. They, they were cheering for every heat. They were going nuts. I mean, the, you guys really made it feel like it was a real swim meet. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. So I, I feel like normally we would just be cheering anyway, like showing up to a meet, uh, getting rowdy for the guys. And then by the second or third day of the meet, we realized like, you know, you can basically only hear us because we had a group <laughs> of like 20 people just screaming for every event. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was super fun. I think it was in the, the 200 back. We had like five guys in the final, six guys in the final. So, you know, they're announcing the lanes by lanes and like, we're just going crazy and more crazy for each one. Um, I mean, it's cool. I mean, it kind of felt like a inner squad in some ways, at least in those events, like uh, talking to DC and Ryan and all those guys, like they've been going at it in practice and uh, you know, we kind of just were there to hype them up for, a practice race, you know, in Mission Viejo, which is cool. The, the, I mean, that backstroke group is is getting ridiculous with yeah, what it's they, pretty crazy. It's what they did. I want to tell you, it, it definitely sucks to train with them though, because like, you know, I do some backstroke pace from time to time, and it's like, all right, I got like four national teamers next <laughs> to me. Like, it's tough, but uh, obviously, it creates a good environment too. I, I, w- I was just about to ask about that with, with that backstroke group getting so, as ridiculous as it is now. And I, it, you know, it's obviously grown in the last couple of years. Do you, do you, do you throw down with them on backstroke ever? Occasionally, dude, I, I talk a lot of trash to uh, Bryce and Daniel Carr about it just because, you know, they're, they're, I mean, they're always giving me crap about it because like, Oh, you don't even do a, a two back, but you know, I'm holding out. I think one of these meets I'll try and pop off a hundred or 200. Uh, you know, it's not gonna be anything crazy, but I'll get close, you know, <laughs> I, was, I can I would, put him in 50 pace easily. <laughs> no, 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 no worries. 50 pace got their number. Um, yeah. I was, I was thinking about that. I was like, dude, are you, are you ever going to get in on the two back action? Dude, I don't want to don't tell Derek <laughs> that, but last time I did it, I think it was like literally that same meat, uh, <laughs> snag. Like it was probably eight years ago at this point. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, no need really. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. 
you've, you've pretty much got every other stroke event covered. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, getting, getting, getting to you, uh, just more on a more personal swim level this last year, um, can you kind of take me through it and how you've navigated, you know, obviously training through a pandemic. Um, I mean, starting with just this summer, uh, were you guys out of the pool for a pretty significant period? Um, not so much. We kind of lucked out. Obviously, California was definitely really shut down for a good part of the year. But um, with the connections we had, there were a lot of local pools outside the university that, you know, we could safely go to and, and get in training. So um, it was definitely an interesting year. I think the swim part didn't change a whole lot. Like, luckily, we were still able to get water time. Um you know, it might've been short course yards or short course meters instead of long course, but, you know, we were in the pool working. Um, and then the weight room side of it was a lot different, but kind of more fun in a sense. Um, there, there's a swim house, a, a ton of guys on the college team live, you know, a couple blocks down from me, but they were able to kind of build like this sick backyard gym setup, uh, you know, platforms, barbells, all that stuff. So, um, you know, those first few weeks of quarantine, uh, you know, we were just kind of out there in the gym getting after it together. And so that kind of made the, you know, it built up the environment, but also took away some of the stress of not knowing what's going on uh, in the world. You know what I mean? So, um, and obviously as time went on, we were able to get back to the cow pools, get back to our normal schedule, do all that. So um, it was, it was tough, but definitely a little bit of a change of pace never hurts, you know, can't complain. I think, we kind of worked through it in a way that in the long run, I think is going to play out well. Yeah. And I have to ask about uh, the weight room. I've, I've heard some of your teammates in terms of, uh, in terms of strength, you're pound for pound, one of the strongest guys out there. Uh, oh, no, I wouldn't say that they're probably hyping me up, but. <laughs> uh, what, what, how do you view the weight room? I mean, do you, do you really enjoy going in and trying to get strong? Um, is that something that you're like, Oh, I'd rather just swim or, or are you pretty enthusiastic about uh, getting in the weight room? Yeah, I think, you know, I always try and look at it as like, this is a supplement to try and make my stroke, you know, strength within my stroke better. Um, trying to always have the focus of like, yeah, I'm in the gym right now, but I'm really still working towards the 200 free or the 200 IM. So hmm. I'm not going to just show up and, you know, max deadlift every day. Cause that's not going to, you know, it's going to probably hurt me at some point. I don't know, but um, you know, I love the gym. I think, like I said, it's a change of pace. And so, you know, every once in a while I'll kind of pick a day where it's like, all right, I'm just going to throw headphones on uh, kind of get in the zone, you know, go heavy in the gym. And, and that's fun for me and kind of a, a good stress reliever in the same sense. So um, I mean, I love the gym. I think that's one thing I'm really excited to, you know, kind of keep developing as I continue swimming, because when I came into Cal, I was more of a 400 IM, you know, longer distance swimmer. And so I didn't really do a whole lot of stuff in the weight room until my junior, senior year. Um, and so to kind of have the opportunity now to, you know, have more of an emphasis on it, um, is super exciting, super fun. Yeah. Nice. That, that seems exciting. And that's, uh, I didn't know that you, you didn't do a whole lot of gym stuff until later in your college career. That's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Def I mean, definitely did the full schedule of it, but, um, 
you know, as I got older, it kind of just progressed more into a focus versus, um, you know, injury prevention type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Uh, and then kind of continuing on from your past year, um, you went to ISL, you were in the Budapest bubble. Uh, what was that experience like for you being your second year on the LA current? Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Second or first year? No, second year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Budapest was great. That was, uh, super fun. Like that was kind of the light at the end of the tunnel for that summer where we didn't know what was going on, if we were ever going to have meets again. Right. So, um, we all got to, you know, spend four or five weeks in Budapest and, um, you know, it it worked out well with protocol COVID and everything. I mean, no one really got sick. Uh, the meets were incredibly fast. Um, and the team atmosphere was great. Like we, everyone was obviously in the same bubble, but all of your training times were isolated within your team. So that's super close, obviously with the Cal guys on LA current, but also, um, you know, the rest of the roster, a lot of international swimmers on the team, a lot of guys I normally wouldn't be able to train with, um, you know, Will Lacone, Maxime, all these guys that, uh, you know, I don't see on the pool deck at Cal, but then all of a sudden are my teammates in the ISL, uh, which was a ton of fun. And, you know, they treated us well. They had like unlimited espresso at all of the meets, <laughs> like, literally like bringing around trade and espresso <laughs> shots before your events. So, uh, <laughs> it was a good environment. Like I really thrived off that. And uh, you can definitely tell, like you watch some of those race videos and you just see guys like super <laughs> up. had like eight cups of coffee that day or whatever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was a great environment and like such a fun way to, kind of get back into competition after a summer where everyone was kind of on their own for a little bit. Yeah. I, I, uh, I gotta ask about some of the training that happened in Budapest. Uh, cause I'm just curious about, <clears throat> like you said, everyone trained within their teams. Um, but it was such a different environment where you were racing yeah. all the time. Um, like, you know, who, who are you training with and what was the training looking like, especially as, as the bubble progressed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> When we first got there, it was more of a continuation of what we had been doing, um, you know, in Berkeley. It was pretty standard, typical training. Um, we had access to, you know, short course, long course. We kind of alternated just based on the schedule. So um, it was great. And those first few weeks, like, had a lot of sets with Lacone. Like I said, uh, Jacob Heitman from Germany on the current, who I swam a lot of events with, Um and it was awesome. We had, uh, Jack Roach was one of our coaches. He was, you know, you know, one of my heroes, cool guy. He was a coach of mine on the U S junior team back in the day. Uh, so being able to have sets with him was awesome. And then kind of, as we progressed through the dual meets into the semifinals, into the finals, um, it was cool for me because I hadn't really had a ton of experience doing short course meters. So that last few weeks, it was like, all right, we're going to, rest a little bit and really get dialed into stroke counts and turns and all this stuff in a new way. Um, so I definitely think I got a lot sharper and, um, it was fun. I mean, for me, I hadn't swam that course a lot. So, you know, it's like knocking off best times was easy because I had only swam, you know, this event twice before. Right. So, um, but it was great. I mean, team, team atmosphere was awesome. Um, meets were really fast. I mean, that final meet was, crazy fast watching world records get thrown down, you know, every other event or whatever. It was great. Did, 
you know, like you said, P, you know, PBs weren't super hard to come by just because you didn't have a lot of racing experience. Did, did you have goals heading into the meet, um, whether that's just trying to execute a race or trying to go a best time or, you know, tr just trying to win? Yeah, I mean, I definitely looked at it as kind of a stepping stone coming off the summer. You know, the summer had been super general, like, you know, staying in shape, getting stronger. Um, but we, we didn't have any racing opportunities for three, four months, right? So going to that, it was like, I'm kind of going to use this ISL season, you know, obviously as an opportunity to compete, but to kind of jumpstart my year in terms of, of racing. You know, it was a great chance to, I don't know how many meets we did, you know, six, seven meets in a month. So, you know, yeah. kind of just knocked them out, bam, bam, bam. Really reminded me of the college season um, because at least in the Pac-12, it was like we'd always kind of do that fall, winter training block, you know, go home for Christmas, do the OTC training trip, and then, you know, you're just knocking out dual meets every weekend up until Pac-12s and then the NC2A championships. So it was a lot like that. Um, kind of just wanted to get sharper each week and obviously was really going for getting the current in that final, you know, we wanted to get that team title. And I think, um, I mean, Lenny, our GM does a great job re recruiting and making a roster that's super well-rounded. So, uh, I get excited about that. Looking forward to that team kind of progressing and going after that team title, uh, you know, each year. Yeah. That dude, especially with the draft this year, I, I, yeah, I, I can't wait for season three. Exactly. I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, there's just a lot of opportunities for the teams to get mixed up and, and moved around. And so, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Agreed. It, it should be good. So, and you in the Budapest bubble or were essentially a Swiss army knife. You were swimming a lot of different events and, and could, could kind of go as needed uh, for the, for the current, did you have a favorite event to race during that? Dude, I think it'd probably be, I don't know, two free two IM are like always going to be my favorites. Uh, I really thought I was going to like the hundred IM and then <laughs> I did it and Dressel broke the world record <laughs> feelings over. And I was like, all right, this is tough. So, uh, yeah, I mean the, the 200 is always kind of my sweet spot, especially in that short course format where. I feel like I can really work the turns coming out the first, you know, 150 or whatever. So those were great. Um, yeah, swam a couple 4IMs. Um, but other than that, I mean, it was kind of just really, like I said, like it was almost like a college season uh, just in Europe with a lot more people there, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then, you know, moving out of that kind of into the last six months, um, has, has the, has there been a return to normalcy, um, in terms of, you know, training, uh, and competitions at all, obviously not as many competitions, but, um, do you feel like yeah. things kind of have gotten back on track? Totally. Um, it feels pretty normal, especially at this point. I mean, we've been in these circumstances for a year and it feels super comfortable. Um, and we've still been able to get to a lot of meets. I mean, we did two stops in San Antonio, we hit that meet in Mission Viejo not too long ago. So the only thing that's really different is that there aren't any spectators at the pool, which, you know, definitely takes some getting used to. But um, for the most part, I mean, it feels like a normal season. Um, we've been, you know, on deck at Cal like a normal season. Um, 
so yeah, at this point it, it feels comfortable. It feels nice. Do you, do you, do you feel the effect at a, either positive or maybe not as positive um, of having that second Olympic year? You know, obviously having the first one there, there is a, you can, you can kind of feel the energy ramping up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm sure as an athlete mentally, you, you kind of get a little more dialed in and, and continue that as you get closer to trials. Um, yeah. Do you feel that? Do you feel the effect of having done that a second time in a row now? Yeah. I don't know. I think the way I looked at it was like, you know, there was nothing we could do last March or whenever this hit, right? Like we had gone to the pro swim series stop in Des Moines Mm -hmm. and then we had gone up to the Olympic training center. And then, you know, two weeks later it was like, all right, everything's kind of put on hold for now. And so I kind of just did the same thing. Like mentally I knew, you know, we get there at some point. So kind of just let's defer this emotion, you know, couple months down the road when we know we're back on um, and kind of took, you know, those summer months to stay in shape and then to kind of assess that it was kind of like a, a practice Olympic year, right? Like without knowing we'd have it, I kind of had a, a trial run. Um, so I was able to kind of look back and, you know, look at things that I thought I did well, but also where I could make improvements because, um, you know, no season's going to be perfect. There's going to be ups and downs. Um, so I kind of just tried to take that 2020 year in and then, you know, just assess it a little bit, make some tweaks and then apply the same thing to this year. So, yeah, I mean, it, it worked out well. It doesn't really feel like, um, you know, it's been like a five year cycle or anything like that. It just feels like another season, you know, trying to swim best times, right. It's kind of the same thing every year, just get a little bit better each time. And so I'm excited, like to me, it kind of. I, I kind of looked at it as like another layer of competition, right? Like it sucks right now that, um, you know, the delay when it happened was tough, but, you know, I just kind of looked at it as like, all right, well, I can handle this better than my competition, right? I'm going to be able to hopefully come out stronger than I was last year with another year of experience. So um, framed it like that and, and feel like I've kind of moved forward in the right way. Yeah. And, and, and moving through this Olympic year, um, especially as a pro now, uh, you know, not having the, the, the college team or the NCAA or, or college schoolwork um, on your plate, uh, do you, are you someone who can just train and then, and then do nothing? Or, or are you supplementing that time, especially yeah, with, with that Olympic year um, with other things as well? Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I definitely, you know, love to do nothing, right? But uh, kind of have to have other things on my plate during this time, just because, um, yeah, I mean, you got to have a life outside swimming for sure. So I don't know for me, you know, really into music, really into, uh, cars, doing stuff outside. Uh, there's no shortage of nice weather in Berkeley. So it kind of works out like whenever, you know, you have a day, you know, day off or afternoon off and training, like there's always plenty of stuff to do in the Bay area, which is great. Um, and, you know, that summer as well gave us a lot of opportunities to kind of, you know, hit the beach, just kind of hang out, do our thing versus uh, being in that training camp mentality, you know, 24-7, 365. Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, on, on the Speedo, uh, on the article we put out, when, or you signing with Speedo, I saw mm-hmm. like outside the pool, big, big uh, punk rock fan, plays guitar, reading nonfiction books, spending out time yeah. outdoors. I was like, wow, I... I get to know the personal side of, of Andrew. Yeah, yeah. This is cool. Um, 
you how long have you played guitar for uh probably about i think i got my first guitar when i was 11 um okay so we've been playing since then um yeah never never like super serious like learning music theory or getting really technical with it but always love just jamming with friends um you know played in high school a lot played in college a lot with some of the other cal guys that um i swam with so that's always been a hobby of mine that's easy to pick up and put it put down and um you know stress relief right like getting in a getting in the garage and jamming out super loud definitely uh is something i look forward to but um yeah i mean that's one of the things over the past year that's been great kind of keeping my mind off swimming when i need to right is being able to uh yeah, just kind of rock out. Yeah. Are, is, is playing music the main way your music interest um, takes form? I mean, obviously this year has been a little weird, but like, where, are you someone who goes to see live music a lot? Or are you someone who like makes playlists yeah. a lot? Um, um, yeah, I think it definitely influenced it a lot. Uh, I know you post those like disco nap things, right? I love, I love seeing your playlists. Um, I kind of like doing the same thing. Like, um, I was just doing this the other day, but like I got this rule on Spotify when it's like, whenever I save a song, I can't delete it. So I'm always okay. just like, you know, it's like, I have like a couple thousand songs saved from, you know, past five, six years, however long I've had the app. But like whenever I'm on a long flight or on BART or, you know, have some time off, it's like shuffle all the songs and then try and make playlists out of it. So uh, you end up being all over the place, you know, you got like house music, metal uh like chill acoustic stuff kind of all blended together um you know stuff like that i mean i really like um kind of just trying to find new music you know that's that's one thing i really love to do um and obviously before this year going to concerts and stuff in the bay area was great there was always stuff going on you know in the city or in berkeley even so um that's been fun kind of looking forward to that hopefully um I know they announced like outside lands is a big music festival coming up again next year. So hopefully, um, you know, by that point, it's like a reasonable thing to go to. Right. But um, yeah, we'll see. That, that would be cool. Yeah. I know. I know they're yeah. having ACL here, I think in September, October. Nice. So That's yeah. What's that park? It's like uh, Zilker. Zilker park or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that so. always it's i mean it, it's definitely cool but it's it, I, I don't know I, I we'll see what it looks like how, how it goes and um it should be interesting but uh so we're, we're we're down to less than 10 minutes now um so you know heading into trials i'm gonna ask you to play analyst a little bit um do you do you have events that you're focusing on or have, have you narrowed your event schedule for trials at all at this point totally um I mean, I think like my bread and butter is always going to be like two free, two IM. You know, I think those are like what I focus most on in training and then kind of work around that. Right. So um, really excited for those two events, hundred fly, obviously, and then hundred free. Those are good ones. Um, and that feels kind of like my core right now mm -hmm. outside of that. Like, you know, I got in a two breasts this year, got in uh, a four free admission, but like, for the most part, like I'm not going to try and show up to trials and swim, you know, 30 races or swim like all these different events. Right. Um, I think I did that in 2012 when I was younger, I did that in 2016 to some extent. Um, but for the most part, like I'm kind of going 
you know, with intent, with focus, trying to, you know, do well in those core events. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. And I think too, that could change. Like I always kind of like to go by feel and play it by year. So, you know, once we hit taper, once we get closer to trials, like, you know, maybe throw in or substitute some event here or there, but, um, yeah, I guess we'll just see when we get there. Yeah. That, that seems like a good way to look at it. Um, not, not being too set. Um, yeah. and, and being flexible with those options. And obviously it's nice to have those options too. Um, what, this being your third Olympic trials, uh, do, does it, do you feel differently heading in, you know, just having that knowledge of the first two than you did in 12 or 16? Yeah. I mean, it kind of, I'm really excited. Like going back to Omaha has been great because, um, you know, having done it twice now, it's like, you know, I feel like I progressed well each time. Um, and I don't know, this time around, it definitely feels a lot more just like another swim meet, right? Like it's not, uh, you know, when I went, when I was 15 in 2012, it was like, you know, oh my gosh, like Michael Phelps is here, like all this stuff going on. And, uh, you know, I was really just there to kind of see, to get experience. And uh, 2016, after my freshman year was a different experience, being able to make some finals, be in the big heats with, with, all the big guys. Right. And so coming around this time, I feel like, um, you know, really just excited to perform kind of go for my goal times, get into my races, do my thing. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, with that Cal and with that speedo contingent, like being a part of a team that is really successful at that meet and kind of progresses to the next level after trials. Yeah. As a fan, I'm certainly hoping to see that on, on all levels. Um, very excited for that. Uh, so I got to ask about the tuner free, you know, we recently, we saw Britain throw down at their trials and, and I mean, their yeah. team's looking really strong for the four by two, obviously other teams are looking really good. Um, we, you know, having now been on that relay internationally at, at pan packs at world champs, um, how are you feeling about tuner free at trials and then, and then heading forward, you know, hopefully in, into Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, Britain had a, you know, super fast trials. That relay's looking good. Um, you know, I have a lot of confidence and faith in our guys. Like, without a doubt, like, there's going to be four to six guys in the U.S. that throw down at trials. Like, there's no shortage of guys that are really strong in the 200 free. And, you know, I have a lot of confidence in, you know, those guys that have been on the relay. I've been on the relay with in 2018 and 2019, you know. You know, 2018, like watching Townley come home, like 143 at Pampax, like, you know, I mean, that was, you know, I was screaming, you know, I'm trying not to curse on this podcast. Sorry, but uh, <laughs> no, I mean, just having a lot of confidence in those guys and like the team USA guys, um, you know, it just gets me excited for trials. Like nothing's given at this point, like who knows who's going to be in that top four, top six, but I'm really excited, you know, putting yourself into that heat, the finals at trials, like the 200 free is always just like a, you know, slug fest. Uh, so yeah, really looking forward to it and uh, super confident. Like the U S can put together a relay this summer. That's, you know, top tier without a doubt. And, and for you at not necessarily at trials, just generally, you know, swimming a 200 meter freestyle, what, what's the key for you to having a good race in that event? Yeah. Key for me, I think it's just, um, you know, playing to my strengths, right. Like, I don't think any race is going to be won the first 25 or, you know, the start 
the last 25, right? It's the culmination of your entire strategy, your stroke, your tempos, all this stuff. So for me, I always kind of trying to look at it, you know, really as my own race. Um, and for that, it's like, you know, building tempo, really hammering those third and fourth fifties, um, trying to maintain my stroke throughout the entire race to come home fast. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I get really excited about it. Um, thinking about how much my freestyle has progressed since college. Uh, I didn't really do it until my senior year. And so I feel like, you know, there's just still so much um, kind of things that I'm learning day in and day out from Dave, from Nathan, from, you know, all the people in my life that support me in it. So yeah, looking forward to that event for sure. Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited for trials for sure. Um, yeah, it's yeah, I know you, Six it's, weeks out, I think we're getting pretty close. Oh man. Yeah. I didn't even realize that, but we're getting close. Um, Andrew, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to yeah, sit down and me. chat. Uh, any parting thoughts for our audience before we sign off today? Uh, nope. Nothing I can think of. Just go bears. Right. You've been listening to the swim swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.